0: When it comes to writing legends, Stephen King is pretty high on the list. He's been churning out hit novels for years. With a bibliography that spans decades featuring novels that have both thrilled and terrified readers, King's work ethic and dedication to his craft are things of legend. One of the well publicized cornerstones of his disciplined approach to writing is his ritual of penning at least 1,000 words per day. It's a seemingly simple practice that, trust me, is harder than it sounds. But stick with me here because this little habit isn't just about cranking out words. And don't worry, we're not here to talk about small actions toward big goals or how the drops fill up the glass of water. In this habit lies a profound lesson that could even be used to help you tackle that mountain of clutter that you've been meaning to get to. So a while back, I was reading an email sent out by Ali Abdal, a big YouTuber that I enjoy listening to and learning from, and he shared about his chat with other big-time entrepreneurs who swear by writing 1,000 words per day and how he was going to start doing the same. This again is something that Stephen King and Ernest Hemingway famously attributed a portion of their success and productivity to. So as I read this email, I knew that a daily habit of writing 1,000 words per day would 100% help me in my own business and life goals. Everything that I do in my business is also downstream of writing. My YouTube channel, my podcast, any outreach or collaborations that I do, my website, etc. So if I wrote 1,000 words per day, I would be ahead of the game and would for sure find more free time throughout the year. So here's what happened. I would find myself writing 3,000 to sometimes 5,000 words in a day and then zero the next day and the day after that and the day after that. Even in trying to challenge myself to a habitual system of small incremental achievements, I found breaking these peaks and dips of activity very difficult. And there are three reasons that I attribute this to. Here's what I ran into in practice. Number one, the lack of muscle memory made it feel like a big task. Number two, other things constantly took priority. I had other things that were more urgent that I needed to get done. And number three, my system for doing this kind of sucked. I didn't really have a big system planned out. I didn't have things dialed in. I kind of thought, you know, like this is super easy. I'll just get up and write a thousand words per day in the morning, done, going on to my next thing. And it did not pan out that way, as I'll share here in a bit. The problem with baby steps is that they're too big and too small. If you're drowning in clutter, for example, and I tell you to start by decluttering a single drawer or a cabinet every day, that task will still feel huge because the habit hasn't yet been built. It's new terrain, and therefore it feels hard, feels big. You might get two days worth of drawers in, but by day three, you're feeling a strong pull to not do that anymore. It was the same thing for me with the writing. 1,000 words sounds like a lot when you're not used to writing every day. The book Atomic Habits by James Clear talks about creating tiny micro habits that are sustainable. A microhabit isn't just a microhabit; they compound and build off of each other to create more and more changes. Clear says that it's more important to play the game than to win, and that by focusing on the system of behaviors rather than the outcome of the behaviors, major shifts in what we do become easy and more sustainable. An example is given that if you get tired of living in a messy house, your goal becomes cleaning your house. If you get motivated one day to clean each room until there is no more mess, your goal is achieved. But after a week, that mess begins to reaccumulate and it stays that way until you find the same burst of motivation as before and the cycle continues. On the other hand, a 1% change in behavior, something like folding clothes at the end of each day that have landed on the floor, or you know, putting donations directly into a bag instead of piling them up in the garage. These tiny little micro changes would slowly become a habit that would lead to the same end result of a clean home, but with more sustainable results. Stephen King didn't just write a thousand words per day for the sake of writing or for achieving a specific writing metric or to complete any one book. If that were the case, he would have stopped doing it a long time ago. He writes every day because it's the consistency that's important, strengthening that muscle, building that change and that growth. Now, I'll be honest, I've never actually read any of Stephen King's books, although I've watched a ton of his movies. But from what I hear, he's a pretty stellar story writer. How many creations, stories, worlds, and personalities would never have existed if not for his daily consistency and growing that creative storytelling part of his brain? So, when I see people talking about the value of doing a little bit at a time, you know, the things that we all know and have heard a million times in one form or another Rome wasn't built in a day, one day at a time, you know, baby steps, slow and steady wins the race, every little bit helps. Brick by brick. Rome wasn't built in a day could have been reimagined to say Rome wasn't just built with bricks, but with the growth and habits of its builders. But I get that that doesn't quite have the same ring to it. At the same time, they're too small. (laughs) The task wasn't big enough to take priority. Every other upcoming thing on my schedule edged out the writing routine. And because it wasn't big and important enough to divert time from those other activities, it just didn't get done. You don't have to tell me that this happens to you with decluttering. Of course it does. There are a hundred things more urgent than decluttering your kitchen at any given moment. It doesn't mean that the return on investment isn't there or that creating a supportive clutter-free space isn't just as important in the long run as many of the things on your list, but it isn't urgent. The third problem with baby steps is that they don't work well without a system, and that parts often left off. (laughs) My system wasn't dialed in. I'd heard about this awesome tool called Scrivener that's for writers and that lets you set writing goals and tracks how much you write every time you're on it. And I thought, this is perfect. That's what I need. But I would default to pulling up my notes app on my iPhone or on my MacBook because it has a shortcut right there on my desktop doc. So it's quick and easy. I'm used to going to it or Google Docs because I'm on it all the time already. And I would essentially forget that I was supposed to be doing all of my writing on Scrivener for consistency and for Tracking, And so after so many days of spreading my writing across a myriad of tools, I had already lost track and I had no way of knowing if I had reached or succeeded my 1000 word goal. And it didn't take very long for that to discourage me. Because every time I went back to Scrivener, it felt like I was starting over. But when I think about it, these are the same three problems that everyone runs into when building new habits and routines. It's the same reason that people end up decluttering in peaks and dips rather than finding consistency and flow. This is why I really push for organic decluttering. Organic decluttering is decluttering something or taking a micro action toward decluttering something while you're already there going about your daily flow. While you're already digging in that drawer putting away that laundry, making a trip downstairs. It makes consistency doable so that the consistency can do its job of growing your brain in that area and building the habit and confidence. And the example I gave earlier where I said, if I asked you to declutter a drawer or a cabinet every day, you might get two days worth of drawers in, but by day three, your actions are starting to fall off. You don't feel like doing that anymore. However, if I tell you to start by taking micro actions, Move a product to a different side after you use it, you know, put a bag in your closet to collect ongoing donations, you're more likely to feel capable and to lose the dread. It makes prioritization irrelevant. You don't have to prioritize these types of decluttering actions over more urgent tasks in your day because you're not having to block aside any time to do them. It doesn't feel too big or too overwhelming because, again, it's just small micro actions that you're taking. It's not just small tasks that you're still having to set aside time for. It's little micro actions that you can build into the flow of your day. And your system is also built into that flow. So you don't have to worry so much about a specific system, although there are different systems of organic decluttering, such as heat mapping or, you know, making sure that you have a bag set up and ready to go in your closet so that you can toss clothes that no longer fit you in there as you're putting away the laundry. You're creating a new flow. Each day as you chip away at the clutter through these micro actions or even micro preparation actions, you're not just cleaning up your physical space, you're also cultivating a new growth in your awareness muscle. That growth is the most important aspect because that's what's going to expand into new ways of experiencing your environment in the long run, which in my opinion is always the goal. But of course, the drops do also add up. It's not just habits that you're building when you declutter bit by bit. I was very serious when I said that writing a 1,000 words per day for me would, in the most literal sense, give me enough content to put me ahead and bring more ease into my work life. Just like chipping away at the physical clutter will eventually lead to a more completely clutter-free space in the long run. The only way that that wouldn't be possible is if you're bringing in new things at a faster pace, but that's a concern for a different day. And the drops don't just add up, there's also a ripple effect. The impact of this ritual extends beyond just a tie to your home or workspace. As you begin to see the results of your daily decluttering efforts or whatever efforts you're working toward, if it's not decluttering, this discipline and focus can still spill over into other areas of your life. So just like Stephen King's daily writing compounds into novels, your daily efforts will compound into a more organized and serene living environment. You'll eventually run out of things to declutter, but you'll still have that habit. That way that your brain is thinking and noticing the things around you, that doesn't just stop, it redirects. And this is where you start seeing a ripple effect into other areas of your space besides just getting the clutter out. Hopefully, this gave you some really good food for thought and maybe even inspired you to create your own organic decluttering flow throughout your own space. I'd love to thank Shortform for sponsoring this video and for helping me to find really quick tidbits of information that I needed when I needed it. Thank you very much. And if you're looking for a little bit of a kickstart to your own decluttering journey, I do have a full free resource library that we are in the process of building up to be even bigger and better by the day. We have like 20 things in the backlog right now of things that are going to continue to be added into this free resource library. So if you are looking for a little help in getting started, I'll have the link for that down in the description and I will chat with you next week.